0: Hello and welcome to Universal Voices podcast, a podcast that is dedicated to sharing the depth of wisdom, faith and goodness found in the Universal Catholic Church. I'm your host, Alisa Molina. Let's jump in. Hi everyone. I am so glad to welcome you back to Universal Voices podcast. Today I am thrilled to have John Hamlet um I asked John to be on Is it should I be calling you John Hamlet Jr because you're a junior, right?
1: I'm a junior, but I'm sure most listeners don't know my dad, so That's probably true. Yeah. Probably
0: <laughs> none of them do. Um but like does, does everybody call you John? Your mom calls you Johnny sometimes.
1: Yeah. A lot of family does.
0: Oh, it's family. Most
1: people I like I meet and, and you you're practically family Lisa so right. like, it's fine.
0: I, yeah, I do. I do sometimes call you Johnny. So, um, okay. So I'm going to tell everyone a little bit as to why I invited John, um, here, and then we're going to jump into those questions that I ask everybody. But so I've known John for, uh, I don't know.
1: A very long time. Yeah. A long,
0: yeah. A long time. Uh, John's family, um, our parishioners at my parish, I worked in youth ministry there for a very long time. And John was in the youth ministry program. He graduated from high school in 2022 Two. and has begun. He just finished. Wait, no, you're about to finish your first semester of college. Yes. Um, what do you, I I don't even know this. What are you studying?
1: I'm studying psychology. Are you really? Yeah.
0: Oh, that's fantastic. Um, So I invited uh, John in today just because, first of all, he's um, an incredible human. I'm so proud of who he is in the world, who he is to his friends. He is also a practicing Catholic. And um, I just feel like he's a really well-rounded person and like a really great person for us to kind of learn from and kind of look and see through his eyes. I know that there's any uh, any number of the young church that I could have on that would have different perspectives about like the landscape and the world and Catholicism and all that. But I've known John for a long time and I just feel like John is um, someone who is going to bring a, a like a holistic view to what we'll be chatting about today. And and I think he tries to kind of walk this really hard middle road of like both and like both. I love the church and I love the world. So what does that look like? So mm-hmm. before we hop into all that, I'm going to start with our questions. Okay. So John, what is one thing that makes you, you?
1: That is a good question. Um, I saw that you sent that and I was thinking about that because I don't know, there's a lot of things that make a person, a person. Uh, I would say that one of them is that I try really hard to be like as inclusive and caring as possible. Um, Because sometimes people in in the words of a priest, I forget which one told me this, but sometimes people just suck. And so it's it's like trying hard to like get past that, get to know people as a person Um, so one thing about me is that I try really hard to be inclusive and caring and, and kind. I'd say that's one of like my better qualities is just like kindness.
0: It is true, John. (laughs) And it gives me hope for humanity because you're, I mean, there, you're, that's you and, and a lot of your peers also, Mm -hmm. um, are very, are very, very kind. Okay. So what is one gift that you bring to the Catholic Church.
1: Um, do you remember how Father James would always talk about uh, that, The the preach the gospel at all times and when necessary, use words? Right. I think that one of the best things that I do is like preaching the gospel at all times without using words. Not always. Like sometimes, you know, talking about it is important. But like I try and live like every day with the the, what would Jesus do? Like, you know how that like, you know, silly little phrase that's on bracelets and stuff. Like that's a yeah. lot more powerful than people would think. Yeah. So that's like one of my personal goals, especially with big life decisions. What would Jesus do? Yeah. Um, so that's like one thing that I think I bring to the church and I think other people should be doing or are doing.
0: Right. I mean, and you have some pretty powerful examples.
1: Yes, for and sure. I got really lucky.
0: Around you. Um okay, so then what is one uh gift that the church gives or brings to you to your life?
1: Ooh, definitely um learning how to love because like going to Catholic school and going to church and youth group and everything and all those retreats, like the 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 theme, the central theme of it was like radical unconditional love. For everyone, and that's sometimes like a really hard thing to live up to because it sometimes feels like not everyone like is easy to love, but and I think that's the humanity. But like learning how to love like God did, like God does, um, that's something that the church taught me and teaches so many other people. But at the same time, I feel like that's one important thing that a lot of people aren't getting from church,
0: right. Right. Um, so that's kind of a great lead in into to what we'll be ch- chatting about today. Like when I asked you, you know, John, what do you have a heart for? I feel like you could come in and talk about a lot of things, but um, you're out there kind of in the real world after, um, you know, going to Catholic school, having a very, very um, devout Catholic family, um, very loving Catholic family, and I wanted to kind of get a sense of like what it is to transition into taking all that and, and stepping into it as a young person kind of outside of your family's circle. I wanted to kind of get an idea of like what the lay of the land is. And so when we were t- chatting about what you have a heart for, um, we kind of settled on, you know, uh, a heart for the church being who she says she is out in the world. Um, can you talk a little bit about that?
1: Yeah. Um, so as I, when I told you before we started recording, uh, one of the most common phrases or things that got said to me, like in high school, cause I went to a public high school and even now was, I had no idea you were a Christian, Sean. you're so nice. Like it, it doesn't make sense. And I think that is very telling of the state of the, church and that the way it's viewed among just regular people, um, whether or not they have a religious background, uh, that, you know, a lot of politicians or people in power who say that they're Christian then turn around and are just hateful or they don't follow the, the, the teachings to love unconditionally. And people see that and for a lot of people that's their only experience with the church so it makes sense that a lot of people are wary a lot of people are careful a lot of people don't really want to get involved with something because all they ever see about it is is something negative is something like where people are being mean
0: right and so um you know what does it look like what is what do you think it looks like for uh because that's that's a daunting you know that's a daunting thing to try to change perception um is is daunting and and I don't know that the church necessarily lives and breathes and moves um for how we are perceived um but I do think that the gospel and following the ways of Jesus necessitates that we show up in spaces in a, in a certain way, not necessarily to change what people think about us in, in, in a way that has to do with like popularity or um, what's all the rage. Cause the church is the church. Um, but, There is, I think, a distinction between wanting to change perception to be all the rage and wanting to truly reflect who we are. So, like, who are we at our best? Like, let's just take St. Louis, our parish, for for instance. Like, who, who are we as church at our very best?
1: I think uh, what I've seen is that St. Louis is part of the community, and growing up there was a lot of things that would happen like um breakfast with Santa or the cougar chase or you know things involved at the school fun fest is another one where they like the whole community would gather at the church regardless of any differences just to celebrate being part of the community so with St. Louis specifically at our best, we are part of the community
0: so I'll take that. like one step further, like every individual Catholic, like let's say every individual practicing Catholic out there. um, Who are we as we move along in the world? Who are we at our very best?
1: I think at our very best, we're following the two commandments, like the two biggest important ones that Jesus told us, which was love God with all your heart, mind and soul above all things. And, to love your neighbor as yourself. And that's what we're supposed to be. And I, of course, there are many important parts of being Catholic and being in the church. But those like the two most important is to love God and to love others. And at our best, we are able to do that unconditionally. And loving God through loving others and loving others by loving God. Like they work together.
0: Well, I know you've been told before that you need to be a priest, but that was like basically... That was basically it in a nutshell. Um, so why do you think that when people meet you and are chatting with you, are why do you think that they are surprised that you're Christian?
1: Well, for one thing, it's um, everyone in the media, like all these big politicians and powerful leaders and news anchors who say they're Christian, which is supposed to be about love and spew hate like there's no there's no sugarcoating it with the 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 things that they say are hateful and and people do horrible things in the name of god and i can't blame people for who don't have a strong connection with the church for for seeing them together like I, i disagree but i can't blame them for how they see that because that's all you see that's all that's pushed out there all these the the news anchors and all the politicians like that's for a lot of people, that's all that they know of the church. It's not their fault that their views are jaded like that because they only see the extremely hateful. They don't see the love that it's supposed to be.
0: So, what do you think are some like practical things that everyday Catholics can do? Because again, like, I don't know that the church will really spend dedicated time trying to change perception. Um, but what what do you think that everyday Catholics can do to maybe add or at least in some ways um, compete with kind of the narrative out there that we don't love, like what are some concrete actions? What are some, because I don't think either one of us are asking anybody to change Catholic doctrine or, um, or deny church teaching as they move out in the world. Right. Like as a practicing Catholic, I hold True, everything that the church teaches, even if it's hard for me, even if I wrestle with it, even if it, some of it um, makes me really question and wonder and all of that, like to be a practicing Catholic means that I hold all of the whole thing to be true, and I don't get to just pick and choose what I what I like or what I what I feel comfortable with, right? And so. Um what does it look like for somebody who both really really loves the church and is committed to and devout within their religion whatever it is cuz the you know the catholic church isn't the only church right so what does it look like for somebody who is uh acutely devout concretely in your mind what does it look like to love to love their neighbor
1: well to start, um, Jesus would, like, in the Gospels, he would always, like, go and be with the, like, lowest of the low in society, like those who who don't have anything or those who are, like, cast aside and scorned or hated for whatever reason. So, like, the Samaritans or the lepers or the tax collectors, that, like, those were, those were his people. And I think um, an important start for uh devout catholics in the present day is not not to necessarily like surround yourself only with people who are considered undesirable by society but to at least learn about it like to educate yourself to learn why is this an issue why are people upset about this um just like learning and listening to those who are cast aside listening to so in modern day examples it would be you know, people within the LGBTQ community, just not to like be convinced, but just to like to sit there and listen to their struggles and why it matters to them. And then the second most important thing that falls right after that is to love someone and not try and change them. Just, just that. And I, I think, and of course, every situation is different, right? Every situation is. But as like a broad term, I think one of the problems that a lot of people have had with the church, a lot of what, we, what they've seen is. People who, who try and push, who try and like force change in people who don't really necessarily need to change. And as you said, the Catholic Church isn't the only faith in the world. And I think that the best way to spread the gospel, to spread this, the, the word of God is through actions and through, so by sitting and listening or learning and then, um, just just loving them as a human being unconditionally. I think those are two, and, and of course, it is much easier said than done sometimes, but uh, just, just learning how to sit there and love someone without feeling the need to change them.
0: Why do you think that it's important, especially as a young person, to have the anchor of faith? Like, Everything that you mean, you are very, 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 like you said, you're very inclusive, you you do listen, you do ask questions to try to learn. So really, I feel like there's there would be i I can imagine that it would be hard at times to stay anchored to your faith. But why do you think it is as a young person? um something that is important like why why is even why you know if 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 the perception is this place is just like a hot mess that really doesn't care about like people and um what keeps you here like what draws you back and why is this place so central or this faith so central to To who you are in the world.
1: Well, to start, I was very lucky in being raised like a cradle Catholic. You know, from from the beginning, I was like taught and raised in the church in a loving community with my parents, with grandparents, aunts, uncles, everyone. Uh, So I got I got lucky from the beginning. So, like one of the reasons that I always come back to the church is because it's my roots. It's it's the 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 base, the foundation of who I am as a person. And um, what keeps me coming back is that I know that there are people within the church who I can just disagree with, but I disagree with them as people. And it's like a a distinction of person from, from the faith, from the church. So when someone who is just someone in the church, whether it's a regular everyday Catholic like me, or it's, someone in a position of authority and I disagree with them, I I don't like, I don't view that person as in the same place as God and the church. Because we're all people who have our own opinions based on our own experiences. And it's like what there's a billion Catholics in the world and we're not all going to agree. And so for me it's important to like whenever every time I feel jaded, every time I'm like, why Am I doing this? Because this doesn't feel like the loving, inclusive community that Jesus would have wanted. I remember that it's what Jesus would have wanted. So it doesn't matter if someone else disagrees with me there, because they're just, they're another person and they, you know, they are valued and loved and respected as another person, but they aren't what makes the Catholic church, the Catholic church for me.
0: That's, I love the foundational part. And I, and I really, really love the fact that, um, that you said based on experience, like we are going to, we're going to interpret things, um, you know, differently. Things are going to affect us differently. Um, we're going to, the other thing is we're going to have different passions, right? And that's why the church is a universal church. That's why it is a global church. Um, because it, it, there, it is a reflection, not only of different cultures and, um, different backgrounds and all of those, things but it is also a reflection of different gifts you know and different passions Um, those in the pro-life community are super passionate about those on the margins and those um, left out in a whole other realm right and so we need folks who um, remind us that our dignity begins once we become us which is The moment that we become us, right? Um, And so I love that you said, you know, like whatever it is, I'm I'm disagreeing with you as a person, like the way that you're going about this, or you're not going about this. Like I don't, it doesn't jive with me. It doesn't vibe with me. I don't, I don't really like it. Um, And but I, but I can find a home in it within the church and within the things that. I care deeply about exactly um so I guess that's what I heard you say. Is that what I heard you say?
1: yeah, yeah that no that's exactly right like a a billion people from across the entire world are united in in one faith, and that is insane. that is really cool, and that's something where we're all gonna have our own differences and we're all going to have our own strengths and weaknesses and we have you know many parts, one body. We often to come together and work together because like maybe a hand and a foot aren't gonna be good at the same thing, but they still serve the greater purpose. Like they still working together make something really beautiful. You know, no one's an appendix. No one's like just sitting there and is gonna like explode and cause problem. Like everyone is is like an important part of the body. And we need to stop pushing away people who would have otherwise wanted to be part of this body of Christ. One of the most important parts of the, the church is like the, the respecting the dignity of each human perf- person. And that's from conception until natural death. Like, and and there shouldn't be any exceptions to that. And I think that like, it's very important to, to welcome people with that, that dignity to give people the dignity that they don't necessarily have themselves because dignity is like super powerful. Like that, that is a game changer for a lot of people and you know, a lot of people just like feeling that they are a person feeling that they are valued as a person as like, as who they are without any exceptions like that. That's powerful. That is an important thing. Like my dad and I um, always talk about this. Um, that it's a lot of people in the margins feel so dehumanized. And as the church, it it is up to us to, to give them that dignity back without any exceptions to, to say you are a person, you are a child of God and you are loved.
0: Right. Can I ask you as we close here, um, just um, what gives you hope right now?
1: What gives me hope is well, people like you, who, who do this kind of thing where they want to spread, like, just spread your your ideas and your love and your love of God and your love of people and your love of your community and just to spread all that love. Like that's super important. And you, like, as a confirmation teacher and youth minister, I could see how you inspired so many people. So people like you in the church who have positions of leadership or of teaching or just like our adults, it, it's so important seeing those who are willing to listen and willing to learn and understand and also just being really cool. Like that. that's important. Ah,
0: oh, So that,
1: that gives me hope <laughs> because I know that you're not the only person like you out there. You're the, you know, you're the only you, but there are other people who who are able to be there and to teach and to love without any, any conditions and then the second thing that gives me hope is that there's a lot of young people i know in the church who are in similar positions to what i am of you know helping bring god to others but not like but in a way of actions and of people saying wow you're so nice i had no idea you were christian and i think we need more people for now to surprise people with their kindness like just to surprise surprise with kindness until it becomes the norm that like we as christians are good and kind and loving
0: i love that we need more people who surprise people with kindness oh that is so good i am so so grateful to you for um for giving me your time today Thanks so much for joining us. Universal Voices podcast is an offering of From Here Media, a nonprofit whose mission is to encourage the love of God, neighbor, and self through print, online, and in-person offerings. This podcast episode was made possible by our incredible From Here supporters. To find out more about From Here's mission and vision or to join in supporting us financially, head to fromheremedia.org. See you next time.